Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to Miles Away. This is your host, Zach Honig. Today I am sitting down with Darren Murph, who actually joined us for the the very first episode of Miles Away. Focused on French Polynesia. Welcome back, Darren. Thanks very much. And what are we talking about today? We are talking about more paradise. More paradise. So Darren is our our resident paradise expert, so to say. I appreciate that. I will will take that. But I'm going to have you pronounce the destination that is our focus uh, of this episode. It's not not that hard. It's Seychelles. Seychelles. Okay. So I've heard seashells, Seychelles. Pretty much just those two. Yeah, and if you if you say them a lot in a row, it becomes one of those tongue twisters you can have a lot of fun with. All right. But this is uh, our next off-the-beaten-path destination. Very off-the-beaten-path. And the reason for that, I mean, it's it's pretty remote. Can you give us a little bit of an idea of where in the world the, the Seychelles is? Yeah, so here's the thing about the Seychelles. To, to get you interested in it, it is Africa's Hawaii, okay? So... If you want to visit Hawaii, but on the other side of the world, this is it. It is the closest thing to Hawaii, but it's on the continent of Africa or associated with it. So you get this amazing blend of both. It is off the The eastern coast Mm -hmm. of Africa. So a lot of the flights will land in mainland Africa and then will continue for another three and a half hours. What's, What's the nearest mainland country? The nearest mainland is... I'm zooming out. I'm zooming out. There's a ton of ocean. Actually, Somalia. But you don't want to fly from there. <laughs> okay. You don't want to Mogadishu do that. to yeah. Seychelles. You, you don't want to be on that flight. Yeah. Talk, talk about polar opposites, I, I guess. Yes. Extreme opposites. So what, it, what is it like if, if, let's say I've never been to Hawaii. How okay. Would, how would you describe this, the Seychelles? So the Seychelles are a tropical island paradise. But what's amazing about the Seychelles is there's incredible beaches, as you would expect, Amazing white sand, amazing water. But the inland, the interior, have these incredible lush mountains. There's actually a national park there, plenty of hiking trails. So you get the best of both worlds. If you love climbing up mountains, you've got it in the Seychelles. If you just want to chill on the beach all week, you've also got it. Total amazing blend. And it's always warm. So there's that. All right. So how how far is the flight? Let's say we're going from the U.S. to get, getting out there. Is this you know somewhere you can get in a... In a, a day or so each way? It's about 20 to 30, depending on connections, total hours, hours of okay, travel. Okay, that's – so it's, yeah. it is far out. It's out there, yeah. It's, you're not going to get there in a day. So what brought you there the first time? It was uh, – so I have this, this thing where I want to visit as many remote islands in the world as possible. So Faroe Islands are up there, and for a long time, Seychelles was up there. And uh, eventually, I accumulated enough Chase Ultimate reward points, and we can talk about this more in a bit. But essentially, I saw an opening to get there on points and miles, and I said, well, I'm going to knock this one off the list. Because a lot of the remote, remote places that are also islands are really 
tough to get to on points and miles. So, how many times have you been? Was it just the one trip? Just just once. I was there for about eight days. Okay, I would go back. And where did where did you stay? So I stayed at two hotels on opposite we'll, ends. We'll of save the, the spe- hotel specifics, but yeah, I stayed at opposite ends of the island. So I stayed on the north shore for a bit, and then the south shore for a bit. And where do you where do you fly into when you go? S E Z. Okay, it's and, the major international gateway, and it's surprisingly well connected and has become even more connected since i've been there and do you need a car to get around you do you do you can rent a cab and it take you straight to the resort and you never leave it and that would be a travesty because there are so many amazing things to see and do there you need a car and getting a rental car there is cheap and easy Um, and i will say though when we rented our car there's this thing in the seychelles where a lot of rental cars are neon yellow Okay. okay. So you're like, oh, cool. I can rent this hot neon yellow SUV. And and the, the taxis are also neon yellow, okay. so everyone was pulling you over. So <laughs> you have definitely uh, discovered where I was going. <laughs> so all during the week, we were just driving around the island, and people would just reach their hand out oh on God. the side of the road. Just reach their hand out. Hey, hey, hey. And then when it's we an would easy just, way to pay for your rental car. Well, this is true. But it's probably somewhere in the contract that you, know, you can't become an <laughs> Uber driver for a week while you're over there. But the, the trouble with it was we would drive past them because we're not a cab. And then if you looked in the rearview mirror and you saw their expression, they were nonplussed. They were very irritated with, hey, why, why would you not stop and give me a lift? I'm offering money to take a lift. And we had no easy way. I don't know. You just well, Here's the deal. When you go to Seychelles, bring a magnet. You can stick on the side that says, not a taxi. Not a taxi. That way, you know, you relieve yourself from the embarrassment. That makes sense. So one of the highlights, I think, of our French Polynesia episode, at least for me, was was when you walked me through a, kind of a day in the life of Darren. Yeah. In, in French Polynesia. Yeah. Can you do that for me here? For sure. So you wake up at an amazing hotel, of which there are many on the Seychelles. There's no shortage of awesome lodging. Uh, I love spending the morning on the beach. The sunrises there are incredible. The water is always warm in the morning. It's just a nice way to start your day. Uh, And you kind of warm up to the hike. So my typical day starts at the beach. And then go get some hiking gear on, get in the rental car, drive out to the national park. There's tons of hiking trails there. They aren't terribly well maintained, uh, especially if you're used to U.S. national parks or even in Hawaii, some uh, some of the parks So you there. need a, a good pair of hiking boots. You need a good pair of hiking boots. You need, I would recommend, long pants and shirts. Although you'll be hot, it'll prevent you from be- getting super scratched up. And you definitely want a phone with offline maps because you can find a lot of the hiking trails on various mapping programs and apps. Um, but the connectivity there can be a little shoddy. And if you start getting off trail, that's kind of your, your North Star to get you back on. So I go out and spend the day hiking. Um, there's so many trails there. It's just unbelievable. Sunset, if you can catch it at the top of one of the mountains, is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, and then in the evening, we'd come down the mountain. And one of the many seafood shacks, obviously, is surrounded by water. So tons of local fishermen will go out day to day, bring back amazing food, and they'll just cook it for you in a shack and it's super cheap because they want to get rid of it day up back to the hiking i'm actually a big hiker i know you probably couldn't tell looking at me but i i I love to hike one of my favorites in america's hawaii is is hiking up to to diamond head yes um for the sunrise which is a ton of fun but to do that you have to do it in the dark so you mentioned watching the sunset yes and then you hike down afterwards well, yes, we did. Okay. We did. It's easier to hike down after the sunset because you'll get some of that slow burn. So you'll kind of see the sky light up 
for the quintessential Instagram shot. And then you still have a good 30, 45 minutes before it's like dark, dark. So you can hustle back down yeah. after, after so that. You, you, want, you want a phone with offline maps, but also one that has yeah. one of those flashes for the you, camera that you can turn on to kind of light your way. Yeah, you want to use a flashlight. I mean, bring a flashlight if you're really going to be out there a long time. Because the trails, some of them can be quite thick. And getting back down it can be a challenge if you don't have a pen where you parked. So I know that you're a very active traveler. Say you prefer to just sit on the beach. Yeah. Is this somewhere you'd, you'd want to go? Seychelles in general? or I don't think it's worth traveling 30 hours to sit on the beach there. If you're coming from the U.S., you can find beaches to just camp at with a lot less effort. Even, even uh, Miami or Key West or a Caribbean island. I think if you're going to put in the effort to travel all the way to Africa to get a place like this, you need to experience all of it. Okay, so don't just look at the pictures of the beach and say, right. oh, wow, it's beautiful. I That's need to right. go all the way out there. This is somewhere you really need to do a little bit of research in advance and make sure it's the right fit. Yeah, for sure. You, you need to have an adventuring spirit to really, really appreciate it. But I will say this. Here's the other big reason of, like, why would you choose the Seychelles over Hawaii? It's the culture of being in Africa. And if you've never been to Africa, it's hard to explain. But if you've ever been to Africa and you've experienced the warmth of the people there and the communal atmosphere, you know what I'm talking about. And it's just surreal to get that kind of warmth and amazing communal atmosphere on this remote island in the middle of the ocean. It is, it is staggering to me how much of Africa's amazing culture made it that far away from mainland Africa. But it definitely translates there. And that's a big reason to go is to experience that. So what, what were your experiences like with the locals? Are they, you know, is it mostly at the hotels? Did you, you know, have dinner in someone's house? Or, or, so the, the locals uh, in the hotels, the service was top, top notch, as you would expect. They are very welcoming of tourists. Uh, that's their main source of income is mm-hmm. tourism. It's a tiny island. They don't have much else other than tourism. So they really appreciate the folks that come there. And a lot of the restaurants are locally owned. So it's someone's front porch that at night they convert into a restaurant. And so it becomes the the beach shack during the evening. But in the day, it's mom and pop. Okay. Can you just walk down the beach and find a local spot? You can. You can. And actually, Google Maps is surprisingly populated in the Seychelles. I was expecting it to be much more remote. Uh, Morea is a good example. A lot of what's on Morea still is not in Google Maps. Mm-hmm. So you'll just be walking around and there's nothing on Google Maps, but then, oh, there's there's a sandwich shop right there. But most of the Seychelles is already mapped, so it's pretty easy to find places. What's the food like? Because, you know, I'm, I'm travel, you know, belly forward, <laughs> so to yeah. speak. Yeah, yeah. It was mostly seafood. Now, part of that is that's what we sought out. We're on mm-hmm. an island. We know people fish every day. That's what they bring in. That's what the locals eat. So that's what we wanted to eat. And it's incredible. The variety of fish they catch there and cook on a daily basis is incredible. So if you, if you like seafood, you're going to love the Seychelles. Very cool. So what, who would you recommend the Seychelles for? Island what? lovers, but also uh, adventurers that just want to say they've, they've been everywhere. Um, And I think if you've, uh, I'll I'll throw another category in there. If you've been to a lot of mainland Africa, you've been to a couple of safaris or you've been to Egypt or somewhere like that, and you just want a different view of Africa, go here. Because what's amazing is that you're totally still in Africa, but it is so far removed from anything you'll find on the mainland just because of its geographical location. And who who did you go with on your on your first trip? 
My wife and I. Okay. So it was a couple's trip. A couple's trip. Yeah. Now, do people, are there honeymooners there? Did you run into honeymooners? Is, is it know, a lot of Europeans? Definitely more Europeans. It's definitely easier to get to if you're not coming from the United States. And there are quite a few nonstop options. We'll talk about flights yeah. uh, you know, after the break. But. Yeah. Um, it was mostly a couple's destination from what I gather. I don't know if I necessarily saw any honeymooners. A lot of it were couples that just have uh, a lot of wanderlust and they mm-hmm. just want to, mm-hmm. you know, folks like me where you, you love the outdoors and you love as uh, a variety of places and the beaches and the mountains coming together in one place that you can experience both in the same day. There aren't that many places where you can do both of those. Well, it's definitely somewhere that's been on my radar for a while. I, I want to plan a trip, and I'm going to ask you to help me do that yes. with Points and Miles yes. after the break. All right. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So during the break, I was I was looking at some pictures of the Seychelles, thinking about planning a trip myself. Yeah, I. What'd you think? I it is incredible. It's absolutely. You know stunning. what? To be honest, even if I didn't hike, I think I'd want to go. Yeah, it's it's a must do. It mean, is outrageous. It sounds like there's a lot there on the, the culture front as well, which there's is a, definitely a highlight for me. Yeah, I mean, look, even if the culture wasn't a thing, it's one of the most beautiful islands in the world, and it's mostly untouched because of how remote it is. But then you throw in the fact that the culture there is just second to none. Uh, it's you're not going to want to leave. So I, I am a newly minted uh, Marriott. Let's see if I can get this all out in one all right. stretch. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Marriott, bon, Marriott Lifetime, Lifetime Marriott Bonvoy uh, Titania member, which I think is the, the second to highest tier. So that used to be Premier Platinum. Um, but I am I'm definitely part of the Marriott ecosystem, which is one reason, you yeah. know, it's there's several Starwood, former Starwood properties there. Yeah, the for sure. So, so I had the Limeridian, I think, was one that was on my radar. Yes. Before. So points and miles to get to Seychelles, the main the main island on the Seychelles. There's a Le Meridian at the top, uh, so you can use Marriott points now to stay there. So I stayed there. That's on the North Shore. And I also stayed at a Doubletree, which is on the South Shore. So if you have a stack of Hilton points, great place to go as well. There is a Hilton proper as well on the island. And there's a lot of properties that would be um, – you'd have potential if you have the City Prestige to use Fourth Night Free. There's a Four Seasons there. Uh, there's quite a bit of super high-end, all-inclusive resorts there. I don't think I'd recommend those because you need to get out of the hotel a little bit. But they're there. It when, is possible. When we say super high-end, are we yeah. talking like in the low thousand yes. dollar range? Yes. Um, the Four Seasons there is like $1,200 a night. Oh, my God. It's not, okay. do, not, do not do that. And there's a place there called the Maia, if I'm pronouncing this right, M-A-I-A. That's at a cool two thousand per night. That sounds like a, an Amex fine hotels uh, and resorts property, perhaps. Yes, uh, but if you could get a fourth night free there, that's certainly something. Yeah, I, don't, I don't, I don't recommend that. Well, one thing I really like doing with with City Prestige fourth night free is booking all inclusives or packages yep. that include meals because those yep. are also covered by the fourth night credit. Yeah. 
So definitely something to consider if you don't have Marriott or Hilton points. For sure. But I will say it would be a travesty to go there and eat resort food. Like You, you really need the experience of, of cooking someone cooking you fresh fish on their back porch uh, as you hear the waves lapping. Dude, it's the best. Except maybe a, a cookie at the Double Tree, right? Okay, you can have that. Do I'll, they, I'll they do chocolate that. chip cookies? They do. So Even I, in the Seychelles, they do that. I've only stayed at one Double Tree in my life because I'm a Marriott guy, Starwood yeah, guy historically. Understood. Um, and it was in Charleston, South Carolina. Yep. The only thing I liked about that hotel was the, the cookies. The cookies are legit. What, and, uh, what is it like in the Seychelles? The Double Tree in the Seychelles. No, 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 the cookies. Oh, the cookies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tell us about the hotel. The cookies are fair. Uh, the Double Tree is phenomenal. It's my favorite Double Tree I've ever stayed at in the world. It is a class or two above any other double tree I've ever seen. The best thing I can figure is that this used to be one of those outrageous Four Seasons esque properties that was then sold to Hilton and they made it a double tree mm-hmm. because it, the the uh, the appointments there are just unbelievable. So you get a really good redemption there, especially if you use points, just because the quality of the hotel, the quality of the fixtures is. A notch above a double tree, a, I, your typical double tree. And I've noticed some of the some of the brand assignments are not quite aligned in the same way internationally as they are in the U.S. This is true. So if you would never stay at a double tree in the U.S., you know, I wouldn't necessarily rule it out there. No, this place is phenomenal. I would highly recommend it. The food there was great. Uh, bre- breakfast was included. Uh, I'm a Hilton Diamond, so breakfast for my wife and I was included. Cook to order breakfast, no less. And if you're not a Diamond there, sign up for the Hilton Aspire card before you go, and you get complimentary Diamond style. Uh, Oh, and it does it count as a resort? Uh, no, it's not a resort. Oh, okay. It's not okay. a resort. So there's no resort fees. Mm-hmm. And if you pay on points, it's all in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you will get breakfast, which is a big win. How did that compare to the Meridian? I much preferred the Double Tree for oh. two reasons. The, not expecting. Yeah. That. For two reasons. The, the Le Meridian was a much older property. So it is possible they've renovated it since I went. But it was definitely more dated. And the cove where it's at is less ah, – it's just – it doesn't pop as much as the, the so shoreline. So those pictures I were, was looking at just – That's didn't. probably on the South Shore. Okay. Right, yeah. The South Shore is spectacular. And where the Doubletree is at, the beach that the Doubletree is on is unbelievable. So that that played a lot. Into Are there it. a lot of hotels right around it? Are you gonna? Is the, is the beach crowded? No, no, no. The Double Tree is incredibly well isolated. It, it. I remember pulling into that from the road and thinking, I, I have no concept left or right where the next thing is. You are just in your own world. It actually is kind of tough to find the driveway. So if you have trouble, make sure you go during the day. It's kind of hard to see the sign at night, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is a thing in the Seychelles. It's hard to find things. So how, how did you get there when you go? And how, you know, yeah. So now that we're on hotels, how did you book these hotels? Was it points for both? It was, uh, this was an all-point stay for me. So this was uh, – And this is pre, pre, pre <laughs> yeah. TPG. This was very, yes. And this was in the SPG days where I went to spg.com, RIP. And booked this for something like four or five thousand points a night uh, for the Le Meridian. It, it, I remember it being a really good redemption for the cash that it usually takes. It's roughly three to four hundred a night, but the points redemptions are a much much better. And when you say three to, to four hundred, is it is U.S. It dollars? U.S. dollars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Seychelles has the rupee as the currency, which is about seventy five point uh, seventy five rupee for every dollar, but. 
for the most part, the island takes credit cards front to back, and they'll take British pounds or U.S. dollars, no problem. Did you did you get any local currency out of the ATM? Or? I did. I did just for, um, like, trinkets and gifts mm-hmm. things like that. And the currency is beautiful, so it's worth doing just to have some souvenirs. But back to the hotel. So I stayed at the Le Meridian first, drove there from the airport, and then spent the second half of the week at the Doubletree, mostly because I only had enough uh, Starwood points to book half the week and then I ended up using Hilton points to stay at the Doubletree which ended up being a great uh, circumstance because the Doubletree was just outrageously yeah. awesome right. and, and if you're a Hilton elite uh, yeah. you know gold silver or above actually you can you can get the fifth night free on yes actions. exactly so if you stay five nights on an award stay there you only have to pay for four of them and uh i keep going back to this but hilton is such an amazing property uh and and chain because you can sign up for the hilton aspire card and you get complimentary diamond status yeah like it is it just it's, it's it just an unbelievable perk i mean it's, it's unbelievable it's 450 dollars for that card but, but it's immediately worth it if you stay on one five-night stay because you're looking at thir- roughly 30 U.S. dollars per person for a cook-to-order breakfast at one of these hotels. And it's free for both of you for the entire week. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you can get room upgrades because you walk in, they see you're a diamond, and if they have any availability at a suite, they'll put you in it. Yeah. That's a, a no-brainer for me. Very cool. Well, how did, so how did you get out there? What were the, the flights? So here's how I did it. I had a stash of Chase Ultimate Reward Points, and uh, thankfully you can transfer those to United uh, one-to-one. And if you go to United.com, they do a great job of uh, collecting all Star Alliance partners, and Ethiopian Airlines is a Star Alliance partner. So I found that for, at the time, 35,000 miles each way in economy. It's now up to 40, but it's still an incredible deal. I could fly Raleigh to D.C., D.C. to Addis on a Dreamliner, and then from Ethiopia, the final three-and-a-half-hour hop to the Seychelles. So oh. that's how I went there. Okay. Th- when you said it is Africa's Hawaii, I was picturing really remote, really far out. So just three-and-a-half hours. Yeah, that's just, just three-and-a-half okay. hours from the mainland. So it's definitely closer than Hawaii is to L.A. Okay. Yeah. And then you mentioned there's there's another pretty interesting option now that there's a, a new nonstop from JFK. Yes. Uh, this is um, – so I need to double back on the Ethiopian thing, but I'll get there in just a minute. So from JFK, there's a, now, there's a new nonstop on Kenya Airways, JFK straight to Nairobi. And there's a Nairobi to Seychelles flight. So from the New York area, you can get there uh, in one stop. And that's a SkyTeam partner. So if you want to earn Delta miles on that – you can't. Now, as of today, I tried to go to Delta.com and book this on awards, and it will not pull up those Kenya Airways flights. But that, that JFK to Nairobi one's pretty fresh, so maybe give it some Yeah, time. or you can call them up if it's not showing online. Yeah, and the other thing for Sky Team players is that June, which I don't know if this flight will become an Air France flight in due time, but there's a seasonal flight from Charles de Gaulle. So if you can get to Paris on a Sky Team flight, either Air France or Delta, you can continue straight from Paris. Okay. And that's probably a good way to, to pair a mainland Africa trip with yeah, Seychelles. Yeah, so the Nairobi flight in particular, if you had enough time, you could fly into Nairobi, do a safari, and then take out your swimsuit, continue on to Seychelles, and you know just keep the party going in a very different way. I know it sounds like we're, we're helping out a whole bunch of TPG listeners <laughs> right now, but this is really just for me because I've— It's just Zach's travel planning. I've only been to one country in Africa. Oh. Chad. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is not, I think, top of anyone's list, and it shouldn't be. I mean, don't don't put it up there. But um, that was a UNICEF mission, as far as leisure travel goes. Yeah. I think there's a lot of good to do there. Um, uh, absolutely. To be done. Absolutely. But uh, there's yeah. some other interesting routes there. British Airways has a nonstop from London. Uh, Etihad has a nonstop from Abu Dhabi. 
uh, and Emirates has a nonstop from Dubai. So if you end up on that side of the world, there's quite a few airlines that can get you there. For as remote as it is, it's pretty well connected. I want to double back to the Ethiopian because th- you you may say, oh, you know, forty thousand chase points transferred to United. That's a great and that's way. each way, but it's yeah, but that's still uh, an, a bargain for the amount of distance that you're covering. Do not do that. Do not do that. Ethiopian Airlines economy product, even on the Dreamliner, was the worst economy experience I've ever had, ever. Wow. So the flight back, the flight back from um, Addis, we'd already we'd flown back to mainland Africa. The flight back from Addis, we were supposed to go to Toronto. They made an, I, I don't know if it was scheduled, I was just sleeping through it, but I'm going to call it unscheduled, like refueling slash trash stop. They like emptied out all the garbage bins in Rome at like four in the morning. So we take off at midnight, we fly for three and a half hours, and then everyone is awoken by landing gear. Like we're landing in Rome to do, I have no idea, I don't know. too much trash to carry. Dude, I don't know. All I know (laughs) is that at 3.30 in the morning, a bunch of people from the Rome airport rolled in with, and put new trash bags in, and like an hour later, we So you know what it is. It's it's the altitude in in Addis. They actually can't uh, make that flight nonstop because they can't fully load it with fuel. Well, that is a thing, and yeah. I'm telling you, do not. Someone do that. had that planned, I I believe. You may not have, but I think that they knew they were stopping to drop off the garbage. Well, let's put it this way: <laughs> we landed in Toronto like two and a half hours late, and I'm going to blame it on that refueling stop. We missed our connection. Oh man! If you can go in business, do it. You don't want to be in economy on that route. So as alluring as it is, I'm telling you, if you can find another way, do it. Um, if not, you know, at least you land in paradise. But you've been warned. So you, not the best product in the sky. You managed to use Chase points for, for the flights. Yeah. And some Starwood points and Hilton points for your For the space. hotels, yeah. What were your expenses? What, what did you pay out of pocket? The only thing I paid out of pocket was for the taxi cab slash rental car. <laughs> um, and the funny thing about that is... The one word of warning for avid credit card users in the Seychelles is that it's the one place ever that my Chase Sapphire Reserve uh, did not go through. So when I swiped my card there to pay for the rental car, it rejected it. I guess it thought my card was stolen. And I've been to a lot of countries, some pretty remote places, and have never had that declined. But I had a decline there. And, of course, that was the one time where I had no international roaming. So I'm just standing there with no connection to the internet, no way to make a phone call. I'm like, uh, I had a backup card that uh, worked, thankfully. But I, if you're going to the Seychelles, call your credit card issuer before you go. Because I think they just see it as Africa and there's the fraud there is generally higher than other continents. Mm-hmm. So you're more likely to get flagged there than other places. You can, I guess, give them a heads up. Uh, give them a heads up. And it, it would have been fine if I would have called them ahead of time. So I paid for the rental car, uh, and then it was just day-to-day food. But my breakfast was covered because of uh, status. So that got me through late afternoon. And then I just went where the locals went. Uh, if, you, if you go to Google Maps and just look at reviews of restaurants there, just try to find the most not-chain ones you can. And the reviews are pretty accurate, at least what we found. We probably spent, I don't know, 30 bucks a day um, on food. It, it's we spent about fifteen bucks a piece on dinner. It was fresh fish, so like you can't beat that with amazing views usually. And breakfast was covered, so our out of pocket there was quite low. So this is that's not bad for an off the beaten path. No, it's really not. I mean, if you go to French Polynesia, you're going to spend thirty bucks just to like look at the menu. I mean, it, it <laughs> is it is it's it's so this is one of the more. 
affordable and, and 50 if you get a glass of water oh yeah oh you're browsing yeah. don't don't do that i will say one one thing you you might want to splurge on uh make sure make sure you use a credit card there that has uh primary rental car insurance even internationally mm-hmm. and if you can't if you don't have a card that does that spring for the insurance there and here's why the road system there is comical so you'll just be driving down a two-lane road, and it will just become a one-lane road. But they'll keep the line painted in the middle <laughs> as if it's still a two-lane road. But if, in fact, two cars were to be in the same place at the same time on that quote-unquote two-lane road, they both would spontaneously combust. Like, this is in no way, shape, or form a two-lane road. And most of the time when they become one-lane roads, it's around this crazy hairpin turn around some wild tree that they can't cut down for ecological reasons. And I'm fine with that. But man, like honk your horn around every turn. Oh my it God. is a riot. To it sounds like it. driving in Ireland just once you, once you get off the, right. the motorway. Yeah. But I would not, I'm not saying that to discourage you from doing it. Definitely do it. But just honk your horn a lot. It's pretty funny that the roads just become very tiny. But your cars don't get any tinier. So I, I know it's a big world, yeah. but are you planning to go back at some point? Now I am. You know, it, it had kind of fallen off the list because I have this running bucket list of islands I want to visit, and Faroe Islands is way up mm-hmm. there. So that's probably the next island I'm going to try to get to. But in just in, in preparation for this podcast, looking back at some of the photos we took there, um, I have a yearning to go back. And I've, I've been wanting to get back to Africa and do another safari anyway. So I kind of love the idea of going doing a safari and then while you're already over there just take a three and a half hour hop to paradise i'm definitely doing that sometime soon you should sometime soon probably 2020 at this point <laughs> no i think how about next month okay let's yeah. go actually air seychelles flies from quite a few places in africa so if you end up in johannesburg for example can i get a newark <laughs> <laughs> maybe if you lobby hard enough if, if they fly from newark and i can get into the polaris on somehow then yeah. i am i am there next okay month. well me, i will throw this one other thing out if you want a really exotic island ocean connection Fly first to Mauritius and then take Air Air Seychelles from Mauritius straight to the Seychelles. So believe it or not, you can actually make both of those islands happen in the same That's pretty cool. Okay. Another off-the-beaten-path destination. Yeah. But Mauritius can be easier to get to, especially if you're coming from mainland Europe. So go Europe, Mauritius, Mauritius, Seychelles. Seychelles to mainland Africa. I mean, how long do we have? You know, a month or two? Maybe you'll come back home. (laughs) Maybe. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Darren. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Let's and, do it again sometime very soon. If anyone wants to follow along with your adventures, where can they find you on social media? I'm on Twitter at Darren Murph. I'm on Instagram at Darren underscore Murph. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Darren. You bet. Safe travels. Safe travels to you, my friend. That's it for this episode of Miles Away. Thanks again to TPG senior writer Darren Murph. Again, I am your host, Zach Honig, and this episode was produced by Caroline Shagrin with editing by Ryan Gabos. Our theme music is by Alex Schiff. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, and we'll see you back here next Wednesday. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.